Welcome to the Wellness Renaissance Podcast, exploring topics to help you find the pieces that fit into your health puzzle. You know, if we're in the situation, uh, you know, the new normal, as we might call it, and everyone's going through adjustment, it doesn't necessarily uh, come easy in terms of however we face change, but there's also through those difficulties, opportunities, there's, there might be situations where you're really, you're up against it or you don't necessarily have the answer, but you've always found the answer before. You may not know what that answer is for whatever it is you have to overcome, but you'll know you get there because you have to mm-hmm. and you will. Mood health is, is, is not to be taken lightly and especially when you're dealing with brain chemistry and, and people dance around this, like our brain is somehow not part of our body in terms of our physical health. And it's something I felt important to take on um, for one, for my own experience. And, um, you know, for another, I, I lost my brother to, uh, to this um, in, uh, in 2012. So, and certainly we've had a, a lot that we've learned through our relationships and experiences. And, and one of the things, and I really do think to a large degree, at least the domestic side of the secret to a happy marriage is to know who the current is, to take the opportunity and make a choice to, to improve what, what matters to you. Hello and welcome. We made it. It is 2021. Who'd have thunk? You know, it's kind of weird to think we're in 2021. Okay, first of all, we've got the, the whole 2020 thing, which was just a pile of crazy. But I also have like visceral memories of being in like the year 2000, standing in my bedroom and thinking, man, what is it going to be like? What is the world going to be like in like 2020? It was a year that felt like so far away and just unreachable. Like it was going to be this whole different science fiction-y world or something. And (laughs) well, it kind of was. Anyway, yay. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The voice you heard up front, that was Matt Zinman. He is my guest today. And Okay, full disclosure, I actually recorded this quite a while back with him and just due to scheduling and pandemics and breaks and all of that stuff, um, we're finally here. So I just want to let you know, he actually has a lot more stuff going on even than we talk about. He's got um, a podcast, he's got some other stuff coming up with uh, some trainings and uh, opportunities to learn. So check out his website and he's working on his audiobook, which I'm always excited about because I'm a huge audiobook fan. So and I think hearing it in his voice would be a great read. So anyway, he wrote Zisms insights to live by the book I am holding up and showing my recording device right now because that is how I roll. (laughs) Anyway, Matt and I got connected on LinkedIn and I was checking out his book um, before I bought it and I was just intrigued by the chapter titles. Titles such as Earned Confidence, Be Aware of Spiders, Managing Energy, Being a Life Athlete, the elements in motion, making coincidences matter, amplifying gratitude, inevitability, winning the battle within, and more. Anyway, so him and I connected, and I just really appreciated his groundedness and solidness. And (laughs) kind of at the beginning of the pandemic, I was probably really needing that. And I just have appreciated as I've read his book and 
gone through looking at just the exercises that he's offering and things like that. They're just very much grounded in a real solid space. And he kind of mentions it's like this ongoing kind of personal conversation. And then I really appreciated that about the book. We had a great conversation. You're going to get a nice introduction to him and the book. And uh, oh, you'll get a little clearer picture on what his secret to a happy marriage is all about. And he throws out a great reference to a wonderful 90s song. See if you can spot it. And at minute 40 or somewhere around minute 40 of the interview, not the podcast, but the interview, you can listen to my brain completely break. You know how sometimes when you, you have a thought and you're like so solid on it, before you walk in the door and you know exactly how it's going to come out your mouth and then you go to speak and your brain synapses go, (laughs) yeah, I'm not working for you no more. Well, enjoy. And before we dive in, I want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Whether you share an episode or the podcast with someone, that means a lot. I was asked a little while back, how can I support the podcast? Well, that is one way you can do it. And honestly, it means a lot. It really does. Sharing is no small thing. So if you have an episode and you know somebody who might benefit, I invite you to send it on, man. That is a beautiful gift. And to my Patreon supporters, Thank you so very much, you guys. I freaking love you guys. You can, of course, become a Patreon supporter if you would love to do that. Just go to the wellnessrenpodcast.com page. And on the left, you're going to see a become a patron button. And you can learn how to do that at whatever level excites you. I appreciate you so much. And this is a great time to share with you some information about my advertising sponsor. Thank you so much, Green Home Solutions, for supporting this podcast. I want to tell you guys what they are doing. So first of all, if you have a concern about mold or disinfection or odor or allergen control, give them a call. Also, they are here to help you with your basement. Show of hands, who loves cleaning the basement? Cleaning, not a clean basement. We all love a clean basement, but cleaning, not so much fun. I like going through the junk in the basement, but I'm not such a fan of doing the actual cleaning. That stuff is gross. So these guys, Green Home Solutions, they can help you. They can help you get rid of the dust and the grime and the junk around the ductwork. So it's a lot more fun to do laundry. Okay, maybe fun is the wrong word, but inviting? Heck, maybe you just need more space to be because, you know, COVID and we're all still kind of hanging out at home. And and maybe you just need another place to have a chair to read or a treadmill or whatever the good workout space, right? Like how many more times are gyms going to have to close and reopen and who knows what the future holds. Someday maybe this will end. But nonetheless, take advantage of your space. Give these guys a call. You can reach Steve and his crew at 218 Five seven six fifty two ninety three, or you can check them out on the web at greenhomesolutions.com. All right, let's invite Matt into our space and take a listen. No, I could listen. I could listen to me all day long. I actually do when I talk, but I don't have a choice. <laughs> right? I don't know. I'm really probably in a goofy mood. Oh, well, that's right. good. I need goofy on my podcast. Right. Well. Let's just dive in and, uh, and go for it. First of all, thank you. Thank you for being here. Let's start out with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you. It's great to be with you, Judy. I really appreciate the opportunity. And 
Well, that's a tough question. Where do I start? Um, I'll, I'll just keep it top line. So I'm, I'm near Philadelphia and I've been here my whole life. And I went to Temple University and graduated with journalism and went into the field of marketing and public relations, which I did for uh, 10 or 15 years and started my own company uh, in 2002. And at the same time, my, my personal life, my business life kind of came together. Um, I, I'd gone through a divorce and I had a son who was a two at the time. He's now 19. You know, the math does add up. And <laughs> I, uh, you know, being a single dad for those many years in conjunction with working for myself has certainly been very defining. And then a few years later in uh, 05, I got into the world of internships and trying to make a business around that, which then led me to start a nonprofit called the Internship Institute in 2007, which I've mainly done ever since. And I'm still involved with that. Uh, and now my focus is on the book Zism's Insights to Live By, which I just, uh, I just published. Well, well, congratulations for publishing your book. That's Thank a you. very cool life step in general. I know. I'm really <laughs> happy. It's over. Oh, no, it's just beginning. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you and I connected on LinkedIn, and I, uh, it's been kind of fun listening to your stuff and watching some of your videos and reading bits of your, of your book, and I am intrigued by what you bring to the table in that, where the way it struck me, and I, you know, I get offers, right? I get, I get people contacting me through LinkedIn and, and, and that kind of thing. And you struck me as being a little bit different uh, in that you have a realism about what you seem to bring to the table that I really appreciate and feels very digestible or um, what's the word I want to say? You like me? You really like me? I, li- <laughs> I like you. I really like you. I like you. you. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, I, I really appreciate it. I mean, I have no comparison. You know, just uh, just being ourselves. And, and you and I have talked a little bit about this, but what you're bringing and what you're sharing, it's not so much I have this book, it's that I have this stuff I want to share. Right. And it's about life. It's not about, you know, it's not just about how did you do your business. It's about, it's about life. It's about navigating life and relationships. And all of that can be used in your business and doing life better, maybe better for yourself or, uh, you know, moving about the way that, that you're, you're doing life the way that you want to. And I'm, I'm explaining this really horribly right now. The way I, it, was in, it was in my head really great. clearly, really clearly. We're still on the topic of life. I think right. We're solid. We're on solid ground. <laughs> but you're, you're taking kind of your experiences, pulling them together. And I guess maybe it comes into the whole statement or the definition of your book title right. of the Z-isms, which you define as... The definition, as, go for it. it is, it's typically the first question, right? People think of an isms as, oh, you know, a quote or a quip. No, it's, it's actually a full book. And the idea being, in, you know, with my last name, Zinman, yes, there's a connection. I do have a thing for that 26th letter. People might say Zed, but we're sticking with the Z. And basically, we're, we're talking about pearls of wisdom and, and experiences and insights that everybody has to... Uh, the purpose being to positively impact as many people as possible, uh, which is why I wrote the book and, and in short insights to live by. I find this intriguing that you don't necessarily come from a background where this is what you've been doing for a long time. It's you pulling everything together and going, okay, what, what works? What can I share with the world? Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hard living and pain and suffering, but fortunately I've made it right. Uh, we've all been through the things we've been through and, and I'm really, you know, I've been wanting to write it for about 10 or 15 years and it's, 
I, I don't know that I was really quite ready to until now as much as it's been a thorn in my side. And certainly it's a lot about self-discovery and relationships, as you mentioned, and then getting into things around mindfulness, law of attraction. But I really wanted to make, to make it actionable. And so it, it culminates with this uh, life enrichment action plan to give someone into personal development, you know, that framework uh, to revisit some of the concepts throughout the book to do them in, in, you know, in a very manageable, manageable way, you know, step by step. There's, there's just so much that I could, that I could get into with it. And I, I think that the life enrichment part and, and wanting to deliver um, as much impact as possible and getting into finding your why. So for me, a question, right? It's like a personal conversation throughout. For me, it'd be, well, what would I regret not doing? And for, that's where the book really rose to the, rose to the surface. Like oh, I've been wanting to write this book and, and I would definitely regret not writing it. And, and there are some different concepts that I feel I've learned through my personal experiences and that I in part had a, a responsibility to share that I'm really glad people like. I want to talk about your chapter titles. I should have, I should have just printed out a list of your chapter titles because I, I really enjoy your chapter titles. They sound like something I'm like, okay, I can get behind this, but they don't sound too over the top. Um, you know how some, like, I think of sort of some of the, the how to be happy stuff and it's all right. just super joyous and you feel like, oh my gosh, this is like, it sounds beautiful, but it, it's this utopia that can we ever attain. Your chapter title spoke to me as like, okay, I feel like I'm going to get a real person in this. I'm going to get yeah. somebody who's had some challenges, who's overcome them and still realizes it, there's still challenges in the world to overcome and we need the guidance for that. We need the thought processes behind that. So um, one, of your, one of your chapter titles that I just thought was interesting was the earned confidence. Yeah. As opposed to the instruction of just have confidence and be confident. Right. Tell me about what's different with earned confidence. Well, it's, it's based on fact, for one, and, and earned confidence, in short, it just says that wherever we are in life, young or otherwise, we've been through what we have and we've always overcome it. We're still standing. And so we have every reason to have the earned confidence to know that we'll get through everything that we're going through now. We'll get through everything that's going to come our way as if we have a choice is the other part, but we're survivors, right? We find a way. And what's really important about it is to remind just from a mindset standpoint to remain present, remain grounded in gratitude, not get caught up in worry and anxiety and stress. It's a way to outsmart it in, in that way. It's like, well, why am I worrying about something that hasn't happened? Just deal with the real. And, and that's really what the reminder of it is. And it, it does, it, it is the first chapter and it, it provides a foundation as the chapters build on the other, other on one another, <laughs> put it that way. Um, uh, and, and always going back to it in terms of, of referring. Kind of reminding yourself, these are the things that I have done before or, you know. This right. I mean, you know, if we're in the situation, uh, you know, the new normal as we might call it and everyone's going through adjustment it doesn't necessarily uh come easy in terms of however we face change but there's also through those difficulties opportunities there's there might be situations where you're really you're up against it or you don't necessarily have the answer but you've always found the answer before you may not know what that answer is for whatever it is you have to overcome but you'll know you get there because 
you have to, mm-hmm. and you will. So you don't have to worry about it. You just stick with the doing and stay in the present and, uh, and, and root yourself in, in gratitude. I mean, that's where, that's where life enrichment is, is, is in the now. It's funny in your, in your, in your statement of, you know, staying present and in the now I'm thinking about, I, I am one of those people who I kind of like to plan for the worst case scenario, not, not plan for it, but acknowledge that it is a thing and have the, okay, what are the pieces that I need to know? So if it comes up, I can, I can deal with it and then put it aside because now I have a plan. So I don't have to worry about that anymore. No, I think you're right about that. I mean, that's something different. That's contingency planning. So, uh, you know, there's that practical chapter a few in about a dose of prevention. So you're spot on, uh, you know, the best way to manage that crisis is to not let it happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, you know, what is that? You know, wear sunscreen, right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that might be. Um, just be, just be smart and save yourself the trouble of the things that are going to ease your daily living and prevent the things that are going to make them more difficult. So that's just, that's smart living. And I think, you know, I mean, right now we're recording this in the, in the sort of time of, uh, of, of COVID and, and where people are in a, everybody's in a similar, but very different spot, you know, similar in that we're having this experience of being asked to all stay home and some people without a, a, you know, they don't know where their job is going and all of those things. But then everybody is experiencing that very differently in their own world and all of the pieces that are, are their existence. Um, so there's this very interesting thread that runs through it. And I'm, you know, thinking about some people are, you know, worst case scenario some people are, are certainly diving into that and some people are going, okay, what are we not thinking about? And then some people are just completely, you know, burying their head in the sand for their own sanity's sake. I'm just, I can't even think about that right now. Right. Um, you had mentioned that, you know, you, again, this, this book really kind of is sort of a holistic look at, at life and you're also kind of covering the, the mental health pieces. Do you have anything off the top of your head to speak to? your statement of the be here and the real and the now. Sure. Uh, but what else is, is there something else you can offer for people as they're, you know, trying to just navigate this whole, wow, everything is really different and up in the air. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there are different aspects that are, are talked about around mindset. So certainly earned confidence is going to be one in, in terms of, of having a, a solid footing, knowing that you're going to continue to make it through everything that you, you have uh, happening now and whatever comes your way. Then you get into mood health, which is a whole uh, other avenue I'll, I'll mention more in a moment. And then there's a whole aspect of perception itself. And the fact that we have so many moving parts going on in our lives and that at any given time, at any point in any day, we can view the very set of, same set of circumstances as uh, one way versus another, uh, depending on our, our interpretation. And that's really what perception is. It's only an interpretation. Doesn't, you know, we don't really fully know that full truth because we might not be listening wholly at the time or we might just anything, so many variables. And what's important about that is the benefit of the doubt, the benefit of the doubt for yourself in terms of perceiving something that might've happened in terms of uh, um, an occurrence or a conversation with someone that, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or, you know, the things we say to ourselves and beat ourselves up about for no reason and make assumptions that what happened is the truth when we can't be sure it was. So that's a reminder not to do that. And the same thing goes on the other side of giving other people the benefit of the doubt in interactions. So there's two sides to the perception equation, both within our own mindset and in our relationships. Um, 
mood health is a very, uh, you know, very personal uh, topic for me. Um, I, you know, in writing the book and having the, the, the style of the personal conversation, I thought it was very important to share some disclosures, uh, things that had remained private. And, and one of them is that I've had to contend with depression since my early teens. Uh, I didn't exactly get the best gene pool on this, on this front. Uh, and there's, you know, it's just something that shapes your life in and into itself. Now, stepping back from, from myself personally for the moment and just looking to, you know, your, your listeners, that chapter has uh, what's called a mood scale. It's an illustration I did that's basically like a thermometer that if you just imagine, okay, here's perfect normal, whatever that is, right? That we don't get, we don't get to stay there very long. Uh, and then there's that range of, or perfect balance, right? And then there's that range of happy, normal, happy, sad. Again, there's, you know, it's, it's your perception as to what you want to define as normal. But the reality is that as someone who's had to contend with depression, it's very, it's very tricky at first because you often will not even realize that you're in a mild depression until you're out of it. So you have to really pay attention and, 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 and be, be, uh, uh, you know, kind to yourself and, and, and recognize, you know, what's going on and do the things that you need to do to, to, to manage that, uh, which I'll, which I'll also talk about. Uh, but then when you start sinking down and it's like quicksand and the, the, the deeper you sink, the harder it is to get out to the point when you can't at least not do it by yourself. <laughs> so for me, I, from a practical sense, I look at, I, I manage my, my, my days, my weeks with like this three day rule. Uh, Cause I know there's going to be a bad weather day. I know there's going to be something that's going to knock me down in terms of uh, a disappointment or, or a, an event uh, um, interaction. But if I get to a third day of that and I'm still, I'm still sinking, I, I take action. I, I literally just will not give myself a choice. That's just, it's like I'm my own parent. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, if, if you think of it as the get to the gym, like, oh, I got to get to the gym. Yeah, I've, it's only 10 times harder, but I force myself to get to whatever that is. And I do have physically, I'll, I'll do a physical workout. I need to structure my days. You know, you can't, I, I just can't lay around or binge watch or not that I necessarily do that much of that anyway, but you know, that, that being the point. And I reach out, you know, these are coping skills, right? The, I, people who uplift me, I'll make phone calls, I'll hop on a Zoom call. Um, you know, one of the things with, with the situation we're in right now, I've reconnected with a lot of people I haven't talked to mm-hmm. in years and years, college friends, you know, so some opportunities that come from that. But uh, mood health is, is, is not to be taken lightly, and especially when you're dealing with brain chemistry. And, and people dance around this, like our brain is somehow not part of our body in terms of our physical health. And it's something I felt important to take on um, for one, for my own experience. And, um, you know, for another, I, I lost my brother to, uh, to this, um, in, uh, in 2012. So, um, it's, it's hard, uh, it's, it's a hard message. And and it's like, if you think of the opposite of rose colored glasses, when I get that low, when I've been that low, I have to constantly remind myself that as bad as everything seems, I won't always feel this way. And I just have to climb my way back out. Um, if there's a, a situation for anyone who's listening where they really are having a hard time keeping themselves safe, then they, they need to act on that because people love them and are counting on them. And, uh, and, and the one thing that's, that's, that I would say is a positive that's come out of this situation is that telehealth is now much more accessible. Mm-hmm. So especially in this area, so people who are like, well, I'm not, 
calling some witch doctor and laying on some couch or, you know, whatever someone's stigma is about it. It's, you don't have to do that now. You it's very, you know, reach out and talk to somebody and decide what course of action you may need to take. Let them, let them do a, uh, an intake and eval on you. And uh, if that's where you're at, it's, it's just too important and you shouldn't suffer in silence. So that's the message I have on that topic. Nice. Also, you know, just as a, from your perspective, you just talked about the perspective of the depressed person, right? Dealing right. with how do we deal with this? What thoughts do you have or advice can you give when somebody is reaching out to them? I was just, this comes up in a, in a, a mm. three conversations of a very different where, you know, one person was trying to reach out and say, I'm, I'm kind of needing help, right? Like when you really need help, and you're really feeling crappy, it's sometimes some people really can say, I'm really not okay and I need your help. And some people, right. they're in a space where their self-worth is so crappy, you know, or I don't know if that's the right word, but. <laughs> no, I mean, look, that's kind of that's how it makes you feel. Sure. Yeah, right. And, 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 you know, so to reach out to somebody to say, I need help, you're not even always having the self-worth to say, I should even be reaching out right now. And so that, that reach out, sometimes looks very straightforward and sometimes that reach out looks very gentle. But what I, what came from the culmination of these conversations that I was hearing is the, the, the hurt and frustration that when the person was just trying to make this person feel better right? and saying, Oh, you know, tomorrow will be better or kind of giving them the advice that says, I don't know how to deal with you right now. So go take care of yourself. It's a great point. It's a great point. And, you know, I have, I have that challenge. Look, I mean, that's what true friends are for, for, for one, in terms Mm -hmm. of either reaching out or being that person. Um, I, I have to resist the temptation of being that fixer. I always want, you know, like, oh, I, you know, I want to provide a solution. But in a circumstance like this, I, I really think that as much as you might have that impulse, it's, it's the best thing you can do is just listen. Just, just listen and, and be empathetic um, and, and patient. And, you know, on one hand, it's like, well, when I talk about this, this topic, it's like, well, I'm not a doctor. You know, in the, in the book, I'm referring to Mayo Clinic, right? They're the ones that should be listing the symptoms here. But doctors aren't necessarily those who have experienced it themselves. So and there's a different vantage point. And if a friend is in that situation, they may also feel like they're, aside from listening, that they're not fully prepared. But the, but the advice is exactly what we just discussed is, I, I think you might want to talk to a professional. And, you know, there's no shame and no harm in doing that. And it's accessible and, and just have the conversation and, and follow up with them so that they're not left. You know, you need to follow up with people who reach out to you like that. Don't, don't leave it hanging. Like, okay, I listened. Now I was a good friend. No, if they reached out to you, they're going to need you to help them be accountable to themselves. Yeah. Having somebody who really, who really listens, takes in and doesn't just say, here's a simple solution and, and go be happy tomorrow will be better. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, that's huge. You, it's, you have to, you can't leave that loop open ended. It's like, okay, well they, re- I mean, you're truly talking about someone who's, who's, I'm just assuming in this answer that it's someone who really might not be able to keep themselves safe. Somebody who's really at the point where they really, really need a friend and it could be, uh, you know, not just an emotional circumstantial, you could be dealing with a chemical imbalance. This is brain chemistry, mm-hmm. you know, the same as, 
as it may be for uh, taking a, you know, thyroid or, or blood pressure medicine. If it's that, that's necessary. That's in my under, in my experience, um, you know, there's no amount of talk therapy that's going to solve an imbalance like that. So, yeah, when somebody is hitting that point of needing needing more than just a conversation, but you know, and and for some people, the conversation is desperately what they need at that point too. Even if the brain chemistry is 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 needing some support, but that really having somebody listen can help you get back to a place where you can then think about what is really real and try to help yourself. Yeah, absolutely. As well, you know, again, I think that there's a tendency to dance around this, and 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 I, I don't believe in that at all. You have to take this head on. Um, it shouldn't. There shouldn't be any shame or stigma about it. I have to believe that if not someone themselves at any point in their lives has ever felt you know, low enough that it would, you know, whatever that, uh, it's not a label, but literally like in the, in that zone of, uh, you know, below normal sad, I think all of us know what that's like to a certain degree. But if it's, that's not something anyone's really experienced personally, I absolutely believe that someone close to everyone, uh, probably in their even fam in their family has experienced a, a true mental health event that uh, at, at some point needed to be addressed. And, and it's just a matter of fact, health issue, the same as any other. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like you said, there shouldn't be a stigma around it, but there is, you know, and, uh, and the more you can, the more people talk about it and make it real. I think that's super helpful. And I, I, uh, love that you're able to talk about it sort of in the present tense, like that this isn't something you've just solved for yourself, that this is still an ongoing something you're dealing with and and working through. Yeah, I, you know, it's just having to build that, that, uh, that safety net around myself in terms of my lifestyle habits, just not even let, allow myself to be susceptible to it. I mean, if, you know, if we didn't have the conversation, I think people, and I, it's, it's very much the truth, I'm, I'm a pretty upbeat guy. And it, you know, it was nice as, you know, as I reconnect with people and the books come out, and it was a mentor of mine, and I know I'm a little bit on a tangent here, but you, know, you revisit your, your youth. I mean, I'm in my early 50s now, and, and this, this gentleman comes back to me and says, well, I always remember you as being relentlessly positive. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that's probably a pretty good label for me. I'm okay with that. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely lifted me since he told me that. It was just last week. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice, uh, you know, reflection of, of being uh, clear about your identity in that way. So mm. I encourage people to try that. Well, I want to um, mention just one of your other topics that is curious to me or the, the, conver- or the uh, chapter title. The one about spiders. Uh, be aware of be spiders. Be aware of spiders. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I'm just, that, that was one of those, hmm, what are, yeah, what are we talking that about here? You go, hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I want to go back to what that reference is to. And the, the, the fact here, honestly, is that it's a chapter that I almost didn't include in the book because it's a cautionary chapter. It's, it's like, which one of these is not like the other. Hmm. And yet it's honestly the one I'm probably hearing the most about. And it, it, it's kind of like, um, it's a little bit of a Malcolm Gladwell type approach in, in, in what's called thin slicing in terms of trying to identify something that's either a this or a that, that helps you understand or interact. And, you know, in this case, we're talking about interactions. Um, and 
um, when we look at be aware of spiders, it, it essentially is that there's two kinds of people in the world. There are people who are spiders and there are people who get caught in webs. And a spider is a manipulator. It's a character trait for someone to make a conscious decision. It's a yes or no. You either will make that decision to apply your will and had to, for others to bend to it, that you will manipulate others to, to go your way. Now, it doesn't necessarily make someone a bad person. It's just that they have the capacity to do that. It's not even that they would do it in every circumstance. Maybe they feel they need it to do it as a, a way to survive in, in, their, uh, in their work environment, right? You think of office politics and things like that. But typically, mm-hmm. someone who has that capacity is also uh, going to uh, apply that uh, to other circumstances. Again, it might not be their friends or family, but knowing who those people are. And I think as, I guess people identify with this, it's like, yeah, I guess that's right. Oh, that person's a spider. That person's a spider in my life. And yeah, you know, once you, once you shine that light, it does become easier to, to recognize. And so from a practical standpoint, that's about, well, how do you avoid that? How do you manage those interactions in a way of being true to yourself? And one of the first places to point is to someone who might say, you know, I really need to say no more often, right? Mm-hmm. If you're listening right now and you identify with that, you really need to say no more often um, because someone is going to sense that they could take advantage of you. And then the worst part is that when you don't say no, you feel terrible about whatever it is you didn't say no to. And now you're doing that and it really takes a hit on you and your self-esteem and you know, just that's not being kind to yourself. And then you're letting someone take advantage of you as opposed to standing your ground and just saying, you know, no, <laughs> however you want to say that, you know, and they'll respect you more for it uh, as well. You know, it's kind of what bullies are about, right? There's, there's kind of a third category of people and that I've, I've learned a little bit more in, in, in reflection of, of writing this. It would be, it would be non spiders who do not get caught in webs. Right. So it's mm. so with respect to the people who've, again, I think we're kind of back to things like emotional intelligence and, and expanding the metaphor, but some people can stay above it. Some people see spiders for who they are in plain sight. Um, and, uh, and they know how to navigate that definitely through and, and typically probably from being burned, you know, in, the, in their past and you just get good at it. So mm. it's definitely a skill, but it's that awareness that matters. So just having that awareness allows you it's not like you have to walk around like you know being on guard who wants to be be that way um you always want to try and give people the benefit of the doubt but you also shouldn't necessarily feel guilty for questioning or you know the the metaphor of your spider senses right going off uh about uh, how someone's treating you or or an event that you to your point about prevention you know want to manage in a certain way maybe in agree, you know, within yourself, maybe not to trust somebody, even though that's typically what you want to do. Um, That's what I'll say about it. Go with your, go with with your gut. gut. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. If you heard that in stereo, it's because, um, and and that really is what earned confidence is about is trusting your gut. And, um, and that was, that's kind of a Gladwell thing too. You know, I probably, um, you know, he, that those books have had a major influence on me you know, trust your gut instead of being, uh, you know, into analysis paralysis, you'll make better decisions and it saved me a lot of time and energy. So. <laughs> and it's weird because I think, I think he's actually made arguments both for and against that. <laughs> Before and against. Yeah. I'll go with the one that's to my it's, advantage. Right. 
Uh, yes, yeah. it's well. It's certainly. I know. I know when I look sometimes at the things, the the choices that I have made in my life um, that have been gut driven have been okay. sometimes really pretty darn positive, right. right? Like, and we, it's okay. We don't always get it right. No, either, well, right. Yeah, right. That's part of you know, going with it. Well, exactly. And sometimes it's, you know, I kind of look back and go, or I'll see, I've had situations where people will say, why are you not freaking out about this? This is something you would totally be freaking out about. Really? That's I don't know. I, I am just not. So well, you, know I, what, you know what your answer is next time? What's that? I have earned confidence. There you go. <laughs> I don't have to freak out about it. I got this. Right. But right. I've always well, done. I can do it again and again. It's yeah. I mean, it's just it's just been interesting sometimes, and those things have usually turned out okay. So it has been the when I check in with myself and I'm not freaking out about something, but it's something that I'm like, hmm, why? I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with it because yeah, because it's it's gonna it's working for me, and it's so, it's a lot more comfortable to be in that space of of I got this for whatever reason right. I got this than trying to put it into a category that doesn't work. I know. And my part of my mission, honestly, is to defeat worry entirely. It's completely unnecessary. It's, it's total negative energy. And I, I will say this, if I could fast forward just a moment while we're on the, while we're on the topic, because we do go into the law of attraction later in the book. And if you're someone who at least is open to it, whether you're open to it or not, if it's there, it's there, right? There's a lot of science behind the quantum physics of it. But for me, and again, that's a little bit of an education chapter, much like the mood chapter is, but it, it boils down to what we expect tends to happen. So you don't have to, don't worry about law of attraction. Do you believe what we expect tends to happen? However you define that. Mm-hmm. I do. And so if that's the case, then if you're a worrier, then you're contradicting yourself because worry is about the things that you don't, is an expectation of things that you don't want to happen. So don't, worrying could actually cause the very things you're worried about to happen. <laughs> it's a little bit like, Phew. but yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's physics. So let me ask you, let me, let me take that concept along with worst case scenario. Okay. And define Look at the, you know, what is the difference between, uh, or how do you draw the line with the acknowledging the worst case scenario, but then not worrying about the worst case scenario? The matter of fact, contingency planning that you were talking about before, what would I do if, but you can be objective about it. You don't have to get sucked into, oh my, oh my goodness, uh, you know, the emotion of it. Just how would you handle it? Period. Nice. I just, I like, I, oh, you put a period on that statement. Right. Yeah, I, really, I really did. I was like, I'm not sure what else to say. It was punctuation time. I try that, to balance between, you know, run on sentences and like, you know, like just boom abruptness if I can help it. We'll keep you on your toes here, Judy. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I like, I like that those two things can live within your, um, within your schema of the world and how it works. I didn't always get it right. I can tell, I can promise you that. And I won't always get it right moving forward. You know, we're all doing our best. This is, uh, this is well, where I'm- and, and you say this in, in some of your writings and some of the things that, that you, that you talk about is that, you know, this is, this book isn't, it's not the end. Right. You know, that this is, like you said, this is a, this has been a process for you of, of living experiencing, putting it all together and saying, I want to share this with 
the world so other people can benefit from it and right. help you know spread the good spread the good stuff and the and the tools and but also acknowledging that hey this is this is not the end all be all and part of what you also offer with the book too is a a readers forum right yeah i mean to your point like hey you know i'm a work in progress just the same as everybody else and with the book it, you really know till it come till it came out as well i'm in my own head here you know until it's like out and so but that's as far as i go in terms of in terms of uh, uh what i've uh, what i've got in it and the reader forum is really about opening up the dialogue for zisms if you will for everyone to share whatever insights they have to live by and uh, you know, starting out, at least best I know from my lack of technical skills, just a private Facebook group, but it's uh, you know, to invite people who've read the book to come in and continue the interaction. And uh, uh, maybe there are some things that I, I didn't fully explore in the book that people want to talk about, or there are things that they want to add or have different perspectives that welcome not to agree with me on anything. And you know, I'm open here too. But I'd love to hear what other people other people think. I want to I want a two way communication. So in that way, the book doesn't have uh, it doesn't have an ending, right? Which is cool. I think that's a that's a great opportunity, and that you're willing to be a part of that and sort of take on those yeah. conversations and 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 challenges and and helping people. It's just another way to also help people process through what they're reading and how to do life. Right. And look, if anybody wants to take a swing at me, I'm right here. <laughs> you know, I'm accessible. Although it'll be over the computer, so right, we'll be fine. Well, hey, yeah, right. <laughs> Safety for everyone, um, at least at least physically. I'm an ice hockey player, so you know, I just I just felt my my blood pressure go up a gear. I'm ready to hit the ice now. Ooh. <laughs> well, we're we're you know up where I'm at. We're in we're in Minnesota, so there's it's an yeah, interesting right. thing because it's this kind of the Minnesota well, the Minnesota nice thing. That's pond hockey land. That's what pond hockey. Pond hockey. Yes, yes, it is definitely. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Sometimes what what creativeness people will get to um, make hockey available in their backyards. Right. <laughs> Not up here so much in Duluth, just because most of our backyards are very small. But some people out a little ways have some space to do such. There's a always thing. a way, Judy. So. <laughs> You're a hockey player. You're right. You'll find a way. I like it. Hockey shall be. It shall be. Right. It's like. <laughs> No rhetorical. Um, so I, <laughs> We're in a goofy mood this afternoon. It's like, where is this conversation going? All right. I have no idea. Let's go. Wherever you want to go. Hockey, yes. I'm all for it. I don't know hardly anything about hockey. That was my tangent. That was my tangent. That's I'll take, awesome. I'll take, the, I'll take the heat. <laughs> I just want to address this. Um, address is a very big word for what I'm about to say. Uh, I know. Yes. Uh you're a little Z-man. You're a little guy. Talk about uh, how that came about because it's been, it sounds like it's been kind of a fun little, um, as you said, Rorschach test for people. Oh. Um, but talk well, about the inspiration because I, I think it's kind of, I, th- I think it's kind of cool. It's funny. I've, no one's asked me this uh, yet. And, and, and with all fairness, anyone who doesn't know anything about the book has to understand what it is. I'm going to hold it up here. So if you're, for people who are saying, they're going to hear this audibly, but for those who can see the, the video part, that's that's this symbol right here. And what you're looking at is in, in the middle is a dotted Z. And it kind of like a, well, it's a little Zorro-ish, but it's got dots at the end. And and actually it comes, the origin of it is my um, 
marketing company, Z Communication. That's the firm I opened up, and that was the that was the brand symbol for it. And through my, uh, you know, even going into the internship space, there there were other uses for it. I took those brand assets and and they continued, but. I was sitting in a, so I was, well, let me just say this. If you can't see this, right, there's the uh, front part of the book is free to read, both on, my, on the website. We'll talk, you know, I'm sure we'll be in the show notes or whatever, or on Amazon. And this story is there, but now you'll hear it. So just imagine a dotted Z uh, and uh, it represented kind of the science uh, part of, of the firm. And then it used to, there was a brushstroke, a painted stroke behind it. Uh, but for this part, I was sitting in, the, in a coffee shop and this is just a bizarre story. And, you know, I've got my headphones on, I'm head down and I just shut the world out no matter what's happening. And it, but, you know, enjoying the vibe and someone taps me on the shoulder and takes me out of my, out of my zone. And it was this woman and, uh, and I put her in, you know, sixties, um, looked like she stepped out of a Hollywood movie set, uh, in, in, you know, in, in the costume gypsy, uh, like clothing, just very eccentric. And she's just looking at me and she reaches down and she takes the pen out of my hand. And I must've had something in my lap. I absolutely had something in my lap that had this logo on it. Um, and I know that I had a mailer that was actually pretty big. So she takes my pen and she scratches through it a line like you would a dollar sign. And then at the bottom of it, she puts another dot. And at the top of it, she puts a, uh, a ring. And so if you're not seeing it, you probably can't follow this along entirely. But what it looks like is, go ahead, Judy, you can say. Well, it looks like a little running man. Yeah, it was a man running. And it is a man running. And yeah, when I- He's cheerfully running. Right. <laughs> that Z-man, right? That Z-man. So she hands me back my pen. She doesn't say anything. She never said a word. This exchange occurred in a matter of seconds. Just looks at me, gives me a smile, and she walked off as mysteriously as, as she showed up. And I tell the story, like, come on, that's, you know, that's yeah, it's 100% true, 100% bizarre. And then ever since then, it's from all these different things I was doing, it just didn't fit anywhere. Like, internship, like, what am I going to do with that, that image? And uh, it, 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 stood the test of time. And, and that's really why it ended up in the uh, center stage on, on the cover of the book. I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. I, I looked at it and when I saw the man, the running man, I was like, Oh, it looks like a little chi running person. They have this like perfect running form. That's just very uh, ergonomically, you know, solid and correct and straight up and down. And so that was, that was my thought. <laughs> well, it's so interesting to me. And, and I know, you know, this is probably not the most exciting <laughs> conversation for, okay, they're talking about this, but I will say <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been having fun with it. Cause obviously I know what it is since its origin, but I didn't realize people don't see it right away. So it is, it's like a Rorschach test and, and people say, oh, I see the key or it looks like a dollar sign or stick figure. I would say on average, maybe at best two, but probably closer to one out of 10 people see it. And you are among those people. I have to, <laughs> I have to, I have to give you props for that, for that reason. All right. So that's Z-Man. And uh, where would you like to go next? I do want to bring up your swimming with the current. Because here's what that brought to mind for me. One of the right. things that I'm always fascinated with are sort of dichotomous world that we live in. Like if you look at all the memes and the instructions about how to live life, you kind of, your brain explodes a little bit. So what I saw with that was I think of how 
the uh, one statement is, if it isn't hard to do, what is it? I'm not saying this right. You know, there, well, there's the statement of, if it doesn't come easy, then it maybe isn't yours to have or do. Okay. And if it's not hard enough, if it's not difficult, if you don't have to really work at it's it, too easy. It, it's also not for you, right? For so you. there's the concept that if it's coming too hard, then you sh- then it's, you know what I mean? There's just kind of this weird... I'm tempted to leave you hanging out on a limb right now. I'm just going to say, <laughs> just because... You know, no, yeah, I know. Of course, I see where you're going. If it's It's not difficult, it's not worth having. If it's easy, it's not yours kind of thing. So there's this like concept that it should come easy, but then it also thinks should be hard. And there's, you know, everybody has. What's the balance? Right, right. It's absolutely accurate. I mean, mean, that chapter covers uh, a wide range of things. Some of it, a lot of it having to do with intuition and trusting your gut. And some of it's very practical in relationships. I talk about my my relationship with my wife, Erica, uh, quite a bit in that chapter too. Uh, So on the front end, and I will just say this just from uh, going back to trusting your gut, and I I mean this, and there, there is certainly a lot of hard living that goes into this statement, is you have to trust that feeling that you get no matter what, it could be a job, it could be a relationship, it could be a conversation, uh, it could be any simple thing as well. But when you feel like you're banging your head against a wall, like you're trying to impose your will on something to make it happen, and it, for whatever reason, it's just not going your way, you have to stop and ask what it means to you know, not swim against the current. You're swimming against the current. Something's not going your way, whether that's a law of attraction issue or whatever that energy is, right? Because we're dealing in, in a world of energy here and, and that's kind of what we're describing. You you have to ask what it means to turn around. And, uh, you know, like for example, with the with the internship endeavor, it's, it's it's been about the hardest thing I could possibly have imagined trying to do. And I've been at it for 15 years. And part of it has to do with um, a responsibility and an opportunity to make a difference in that way. And I certainly have a lot to show for it, but there's nothing easy about it. It, it, It's been a lot of swimming upstream or you could say, I'll go with the pushing a rock up a hill, but just don't let the boulder right roll back on you. That's really the the point of it, right? So there's an intuition side of this and there's a going with the flow. People are very, you know, that's basically what we're talking about here. Uh, But there's also the practical side of it. So uh, I mentioned early on that I uh, I was I was divorced when when my son was two, and then it was only just three years ago that I met my wife Erica, and you know, second time around for her as well. And certainly we've had a, a lot that we've learned through our relationships and experiences. And and one of the things, and I really do think to a large degree, at least the domestic side of the secret to a happy marriage, is to know who the current is at all times. At all times. So that starts with the practical side of who does what, who's better at what, you know, who, who owns anything. And then there's, okay, what's left. So you got to divide and conquer. Um, really try not to tr- own, you know, the two kicks, two cooks in the kitchen, right? That's kind of where this comes <laughs> in as well. And we're going to mix all our metaphors, but then there's the things that you need to be, um, you need to be there for each other. So a really good example is, like making service calls. Like Erica, she just doesn't, I mean, she just doesn't have the patience to be on a phone dealing with a telephone company or, you know, some kind of service rep for whatever it is in our, in our lives that we need to, you know, tech support of any kind or health insurance company. We all have to make those calls. She hates it. 
she'll go from zero to madness in like four seconds flat. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just have patience for that. I just, it's just another situation of there's no other way but through. There is a result here that I need to get to and it's going to take what it's going to take. It might be involve someone who isn't doing a great job at their job, but they're just trying to do their job. Maybe they need better training. Right? I'm not going to yell at them. Meanwhile, if people are hearing this like, you know, slamming the phone down and what's your, right? A lot of people do that. Like, oh my God, I, I, I don't envy those, those individuals. But tangent aside, I absolutely try and step in. And when there's anything that's going on for Erica, I take those things over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then she's looking out for me on something. So we really, it, it comes back to what you were saying, Judy, about uh, prevention, right? We're really minimizing the things that we have to have any conflict over. It really is what we're, you know, we're removing all of, all of the things that, uh, that can cause a current. And then there's things when you decide, when, and maybe not having to do with a relationship, but in a circumstance where you make a decision to be the current. And for me, that might be like, it's a matter of principle. When someone gets to the point of saying, I'm doing, it might not make, be practical, but if you, if, if you feel a certain way about something, that, you know, I'm not gonna give that company another dime, <laughs> you know, like, or whatever that is, it's a matter of principle then you're making the conscious decision to be the current. So um, there's a lot of different aspects of, of that, but it's, it, it comes off of managing energy. It comes off with trusting your gut and, and relationships and uh, had a lot of fun with it. And, that, and then that case, like you're saying, you know, maybe it's an ethical issue or whatever where you choose to be the current, but that's not always so bad in that case to be the current. Ethical? Yeah. I, I'm not breaking any ethical rules. What are you insinuating? <laughs> what did you hear of what I just said? I'm an ethical person. No. Um, don't break. I'm not saying break the law. Let's just, are we, I'm going to do a caveat here. Is that it's like your disclaimer? Whatever I just said, if it sounded like break the law, I did not say that. Okay, Jenny, go ahead. Okay. All right, so now we get that established. Yes. Um, <laughs> I wasn't trying to go that far into the ethical issue. Right. I was he simply... said, I'm like, no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> People listening to this are like, what is her? Yeah. <laughs> what's, going, what's going on afternoon, over there? Yeah. Right, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Coffee's wearing off? I don't know. Actually, coffee. I didn't have coffee. Somewhere in so. between, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, I, but do you hear what I'm saying? With the, with the, you know, sometimes you're choosing to be the current because you're trying to swim upstream because that's the better swim, that's the better, better stream to swim up. Or maybe you're the only one moving down the current and you've got all of these fish coming at you. Right. Well, sometimes <laughs> I saw Jaws when I was a kid. I'm not a big fan of that metaphor as much as I put it in there. But the, the, you know, you make a good point. I mean, the point I'm making is you might have to decide to be the current knowing you're swimming against one you're going to make a conscious decision to say, I'm going to do, take the non-easy road because I believe I need to see something through or as a matter of principle. And that's what you do. Mm-hmm. You also have to decide when you hit a certain point what your threshold is that you really do need to turn around if you don't get to your destination. But it's a personal right. decision. Mindfulness. Let's talk, about, let's talk about that piece for a little bit. Sure. Well, swimming with the current is certainly a part of that. We talk about managing energy. There's an energy awareness. I think that's where it also starts. Um, you know, we're energy beings, uh, you know, however you put it, we affect each other one way or the other. And we have a personal responsibility as well. So it goes back to the example of what you expect tends to happen. Well, if you're going to worry, don't worry about me, 
because that's not to my advantage, right? If you actually believe in that, you've, that there's an energy there that could, that could have a negative impact. So the same, well, here, another example would be, well, you know, you're out with your friends and you go to a, a restaurant, you know, when we're able to do that again, and the, uh, the server comes up to you and uh, you know, gives you a lot of attitude for whatever reason, they're having a bad day and you were in a good mood. And next thing you know, you're like, well, what's that person's problem? And right. There's an energy exchange. You, you mm-hmm. literally absorbed this person's bad day. Well, that's, you, you have to be mindful not to let that happen. You have to be uh, compassionate about whatever's going on. So for my son, Jake and, and I, um, you know, I'm not the biggest, I'm not great in the kitchen. I'm good with the microwave. So we he's definitely seen, seen a lot of outings growing up. So that's why the example comes to mind. And we certainly have had our share of coming across people, not in, in the best mood at the time that we're, that we're meeting them. And we make a conscious decision to cheer them up. That's, that's how we approach that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's a certain, certain example of, of that mindfulness. But overall, it might be personal management, like my work day. And if I'm trying to write and I, I'm sitting here for 10 minutes, I can't get a cohesive sentence on the screen. It's time to go do laundry or something else I need to get done with my time. That's personal energy management. And then there's the other external kinds of things that we have to talk about. And, and then, it, you know, again, these chapters build one into the other in these different concepts. Uh, and uh, we go into things that we have a little fun with making coincidences matter. Right. Do you do you like coincidences? Do you? I do. I, I have a trouble saying it sometimes. Like you know, it's like coincidences. <laughs> like I'm, like I, I'm not eating anything. I swear. Just it's mental. You no, know, weird. I have like occasionally words that just do not like want to come out. Right. My own I name say it is three one times of them. if I wanted to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, do you have a thing for coincidences? Do, do, do you have a thing for eleven eleven? Do you like you catch the, that synchronicity experience? That oh, I'm in the flow. And then, like, psh, there it is on the digital. I don't. Clock. It's interesting your eleven eleven experience or the the description you use because I don't. That's not one that catches me necessarily. Like in my own experience, right? Um, but yeah, I certainly I'm always fascinated with either uh, coincidences or is there anything you know? Is anything there anything to that this? Or there's no and, such thing. You know, people you have know, different philosophies. Yeah, right. And and grabbing onto to some of that, and and you know, how often am I just saying, well? this is the coincidence where the universe is telling me that this is a thing I should do and I'm just going to make that work out to my advantage. And when is it recognizing, no, 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 this thing is here for you right now. This is, right. you know, um, because again, some of those pieces, they fall into place and whether it's, whether it's random or coincidences, you know, I'm glad the universe works out the way it does sometimes because it's pretty phenomenal in yeah. how some of those coincidences come together. Sure. Yeah. yeah well, you know, the, uh, I mean, look, a lot of people, oh, my kids are, you know, have a thing for it, make a wish or whatever they say. I mean, I will say that it's kind of no fun to hear that you don't even have anything about it. But anyway, um, you know, to, to give it, you know, to give it meaning, uh, it, it's a trigger. You know, for me, it's like, infusing gratitude and you know, finding ways to trigger gratitude for myself. So obviously uh, there's, there's twice, two times in the day when I might catch it or not. And if I do, then I will immediately just reminds me to just stop what I'm doing and just, just take pause and, and focus on something I can be grateful for. You know, when, when I wake up in the morning and my feet touch the floor for real, it's the first thing I think about is gratitude and, and just, you know, that's what, that's really at the heart of, of life enrichment. In my view, it's, it's at the heart of all, all this uh, mindfulness and energy 
Uh, and there's a lot we don't know, but it's really what you believe and what you experience and what that's like for you. And for me, when I'm in the flow, when I'm really, really more rooted and tuned into gratitude and I start to experience more coincidences. I, um, and they're mathematically more odd. So interesting. There's, that's, I, I, it's happened to me enough times that I know there's, it's real. It's not anything you can sustain, but uh, it, it's definitely there. And so without getting too much into it, the chapter around amplifying gratitude and is really about that education, the law of attraction, as I mentioned, you know, what you expect tends to happen, but it's really there as a foundation for something more practical which is getting into, again, defining your why, you know, leading you into the areas of personal development that, that the book in terms of having the positive impact is, is designed to do. Um, and when we're talking about inevitability, uh, which is that chapter after, after uh, amplifying gratitude, we're talking about things that are effortful because the law of attraction is more transactional. You can't, it doesn't, you can't, you don't write a book based on the law of attraction, right? Books don't write themselves. Companies don't start themselves. You can't achieve certain goals without true effort. There's no amount of uh, gratitude uh, and alignment that's going to get you to achieve something in that way. So a lot of it has to do with really being clear about your why, which is kind of the term I think a lot of people are, that's kind of the, the, the current reference to it, but your purpose and things that matter to you and what would I regret not doing? And, you know, the questions that are brought up in the, you know, the conversation throughout the book that will resonate with people to help identify what that is for them. And it may be something big, it may be something uh, not as big, but just to, just to get some clarity and then to, to really get, even more clear about it, very, very clear about it and, and have that vision to look at that, that achievement, that point and look at it as something that is inevitable as if it's already happened um, in the future. And then how do you work backwards from that clarity in order to achieve that? So some of that really aligns with people who are, you know, from my entrepreneurial background and business planning. And instead of going from a point A of a here's where I am and here's where I want to go. It's, it's working backward from, from that vision, but I think there's more to it. And, um, you know, we talk about dominoes and things in that chapter that, that get into that, but it really segues from there into that winning the battle within and culminating uh, all these different things that we've talked about from the book and, and getting a structure around a, uh, a, a life enrichment action plan or, or leap, uh, so that you come out of it with, uh, with a sense of direction and, and, and purpose. I, um, yeah, I like the other, the other chapter, one of the other chapters that caught my attention was winning the battle within too. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the life enrichment action plan chapter. Mm-hmm. It, it really re it's the, it's the longest chapter in the book because it really, uh, it, it's, it revisits a lot in the book. So, you know, revisits are in confidence. Who are the spiders in your life? Uh, you know, on the relationship side, your tribe, uh, there's a chapter actually we didn't get into about the natural elements with uh, water, air, earth, and fire mm-hmm. and how that mm-hmm. relates to uh, who we are and our interactions and things. So there's an exercise around that. But it, I mean, it's really up to the individual to decide what resonates for them and, and how much they they want to take action, you know, whether it's right away or, or, or that it's there for them. But, you know, my, my hope is that, uh, that people come away with it uh, all the better for it. 
you know, it's, it is finding those things that, that resonate with you and that you can kind of work through and that are thought provoking and help you kind of process your own stuff, right? Like I, for me, I'm very much the type of person I really appreciate when somebody puts themselves out there to help me process my own stuff, right? To see where I resonate and then I can pull me together and, you know, come right. back and go, okay, how do, how do I do this? You know, and it's, it's not necessarily that it's just the, it's just the instruction plan of do these things. It's just the whole picture of here's where the challenges are. Here's where, you know, here's where I got this from. Here's where this came from for me. I, mean, right. I just think, I think that's why Brene Brown, for instance, is one of those people that resonates with so many people because she is able to take her, I don't know if you're familiar with Brene Brown or not. I know who it is, you know, and, and it's funny because I honestly, just with everything I've done with the nonprofit, my family life, I don't really read personal development books quite often. Sure. Okay. I don't. And, and so on the other hand, that's good because I don't have any comparison to know what I was actually going to say. Yeah. Versus anybody else's. But from what you just said, it really makes all the pain and suffering feel more worthwhile that I can spare you those things by by taking the the outcome, the better result into, into the book, like, you know, it was worth it. So someone else doesn't make the same mistakes. Um, yeah, there's a lot of hard living in it. And, and I, I really did try to put myself out there as much as I could. There's some other disclosures in the book that are, are, are referenced. And, and we've all been through so much and, and have shaped us as, as it has and, and, uh, and, and can relate to what we do. And, and hopefully there's something in here that people will will um, we'll have that meaning for them. Nice. Yeah, and I like that you kind of, like you were saying, that chapter that pulls everything together and kind of revisits to, okay, you know, we've got a lot of stuff. Now let's mix it all up and how does this apply to you? Am I am I? Am yeah, I no, you're spot on. on. Okay. It's literally like day one, day two, you know, just really doing it manageable chunks because the, the book is, you know, I mean, I'm not sure what I left out. You know, I really, it, it's, it's, there's a certain density, but I think it's a fairly easy read too. But when you get to the end, the idea is not to overwhelm anybody with it um, and, and, and spread it out and, and, and give them options to personalize what, what is meaningful them to, to pursue doing um, or experiencing as a result of reading it. Uh, and, and that it's in those, those manageable chunks. What else? Is there anything else that that we haven't talked about or that you really want people to know about the book, uh, what you do, connecting with you, all of that. Well, we actually did leave some things that in the book that we have not talked about, which is, <laughs> which is good. No, I, I really love the long form interview. I really do. It's, it's, it's great to get in, into this and not feel time pressure and, and just free flow. And I just, thank you so much. I just, I enjoy it. Thank you to your listeners um, for, for your interest to be, uh, you know, in the conversation and, you know, all I can ask if, if there's of any interest to, uh, go on, go on my website and go on Amazon and see the reviews, which I'm, I'm grateful have, have been very uh, favorable and you can read for free the first part of the book, including about Z-Man and, uh, and, and the longer version of that story. And then you'll know, you'll know if you want to if, you know, if you don't know already, then you'll know if you want to keep reading. If it's if it's your uh, if it's your style of read, so my my website, which uh, uh, it, again, whether you're the Z or the Z, it's that letter. Oh, we are close to Canada up here in Duluth. You're close. I know you're close to Canada. Are, Canada. So, you I know. spent many many times in Canada <laughs> playing hockey, so I nice. I want to pay heed to the Z uh, with respect. Um, but it's uh, it's Z isms 
uh, with a hyphen.com. And there's a, there's a free tool on there from the Life Athlete chapter, which uh, we didn't really talk about too much, but it's pretty straightforward called the self-care report card that's downloadable for free. It's like an accountability tool to check in with yourself about uh, all the things to keep yourself healthy. And, um, and then of course, you know, easy enough to find on your version of Amazon. Um, uh, and if, if you can't find it that way, then just call you Judy and point him in the right direction. All right. <laughs> there you go. I can, I can do that. We well, have our well. bases covered. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll be fielding phone calls all you day. Got it. <laughs> No, and, and you know what also, and I'm really glad because I don't talk about the reader forum very much either. And I'm glad we were able to bring it up because I do invite people to uh, not only read the book, but continue the conversation. And I'd really love to build that up and, and have a community uh, of people who, who are talking about these things that we just covered. And, and I'd love to hear what they think. Right. Well, that's, I, to me, that's part of the fun, right? I mean, I love, you know, doing this, doing this podcast thing that I do, you know, I'm behind a I'm by myself a lot, right? A lot of it is very solo. And, and you know, it's fun. Connect, a lot of people will connect with me more almost in person than they do, say, on, you know, Facebook and, and things like that. But it's those conversations that I love to hear what people say or what they're thinking or what, they, what struck them, you know, and, and what they're challenged by or challenging, what their thought process is challenging. And I love that you're open to that because it is really fun to – read something and, you know, be able to go right to the, the page and say, here, here's what I'm, here's what I'm thinking, or here's what I don't believe about that, or here's why I don't, you know what I mean, to just be open to those conversations, because then you can both come to either a, an understanding or just understanding each other better or whatever the case is. And, and that's where we grow. Absolutely. And, and with the time that we have right now, I mean, hope, to some degree, people might be done with their binge watching or want to cut down on their binge watching, uh, whether it's uh, the stuff we just talked about or for their own benefit to take the opportunity and make a choice to, to improve what, what matters to you. Right. Yeah. Well, as we go on to this, into this new world and we don't quite know what it's all about, it's kind of nice to have some new tools in the toolbox to think about a little differently. Definitely. So, thank yeah. you so much. Really yeah. Thank, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And uh, it's a fun conversation. It's definitely fun chatting with you. Likewise. Stay in but, touch. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Again, if you want to learn more about Matt, you can find out what he is up to at zisms.com. That's z-i-s-m-s.com. Before I sign off, I want to share just another fun find that I have for you guys. Probably I'm the last person on earth to uh, know about these guys. Everybody I've mentioned them to is like, oh, yeah, I totally use them. Anyway, <laughs> so just in case there's another person or two in the world who hasn't, hasfit.com. Are you familiar with them? Oh, my gosh. H-A-S-F-I-T.com. They have workouts that are 10 minutes, 40 minutes, 20 minutes, hour plus, advanced, very beginners, everything in between. If you want a workout plan, you can actually buy like a workout plan, like a PDF plan that they give you. And they, I see that they have, um, you know, that they're friendly for kids, like 10 and up, I think was what I saw. Anyway, go check them out. It's free. They have a YouTube channel, but their HasFit site is great. Uh, you can go on when you find a workout, you can choose how much time, what parts of your body you want to work, what level you're on, and a bunch of other stuff. And then it just pours out options for you. So check it out. 
I have been thoroughly appreciating finding them on my Chrome browser and then casting them to my television just to make it super easy. And they actually on their site have made it easy for you to do that as well. So that's my fun find. Thank you so much. Take good care. Welcome to the new year. Let's hope it's an awesome one for all of us. May you continue to find the pieces that fit and flow into your health and wellness puzzle. Take good care and we'll see you next time.